When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's a CHGO Cubs podcast. It is February 15th in the beautiful city of Chicago. Yeah, we're a little bit late today, but uh, we're worth waiting for, we hope. Apologies for the uh, tardiness. Some big company meetings going on. We went a little bit longer. There were donuts here. That was earlier. Yeah. yeah. But then I had to... I think, I, I think I had to, everyone you know, was saying it was your fault, Stucky. No, 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 no. I just, I, I am, you know, giving a little more nourishment now afterwards. Yeah. And now a Valrona. Well, it's very big of me to only half a donut today, considering how many donuts are here. Um, credit to me. Anyways. Credit to me. Uh, I haven't even had a donut. I'm you're also donut in sunny, one. 70 degree weather. So I don't want you to change just join complaining anymore because you got donuts. <laughs> Look at us all with black hoodies today. Yeah. Huh? How about that? Uh, hey, shout out to the new diehards, Tom and Caleb. That's Caleb with a K, not the guy you're thinking of. He's not a, he's not a diehard yet. Caleb Williams uh, with a C, not yet. Uh, Caleb with a K, diehard. And, you know, I, I also want to shout out the people that are here in the live YouTube chat every day. Yeah. Some are diehards, some are not diehards. Hopefully they're all going to be diehards soon. For instance, I was told today that James Ben listens every day from West Palm Beach, Florida. How about that? Wow. We're down in Florida. Credit Del Boca Vista's running around out there. We're in, we're in it. We're in London. We're in Tennessee. We're in Shout Florida. We're in Denver. Right. We're in Phoenix. London. We I already said Ireland. London. Oh, sorry. Say it again. London. Multiple people in London for sure. Look at us. All right. So... Let's get down to uh, let's get down to business since we're a little bit late today. We're going to talk a lot about uh, day two for Cubs pitchers and catchers. Uh, Kyle Hendricks talk today. We'll hear from him. Hector Neris, Ryan got us some interviews. Uh, Ryan will be here for the first segment talking about some of the stuff uh, he saw that he heard today. Uh, we'll talk about the New Jerseys that the players apparently hate. You know, we showed them earlier in the week and said, ah, we don't, we're not that big on them. Now the players are giving their feedback uh, and waiting to hear about some possible free agents. And then I, the title of the show was basically brought to us on Twitter by a, a viewer who I believe is in there today. Did I see? Uh, Rogue. Rogue Wave Creative. Yes. Just asked like a, a question, which I think is a good one. Would the Cubs be approaching this differently, the offseason or spending? if they were in a different division. So we'll, we'll tapple, tackle that topic as well. But, uh, Ryan, I know it's a big thing. This is, what, season 11 for Kyle Hendricks with the Cubs? And I guess we didn't know if – I guess we didn't know how it was all going to work out. But I, I think everybody wants him back. And who knows? Maybe this is the swan song, but it is good to see him there. To have that one guy carry over and still be there. Yeah, I mean, you think about, like, go back to the trade deadline last year, like, 
had the, you know, I don't know if we all expected it, but had the Cubs gone to the trade deadline of sellers, there was definitely a possibility that Kyle Hendricks got traded, right? There's definitely a possibility that his Cubs career is done in 2023. So, yeah, having him around, it's good to see. Obviously, everyone loves Kyle and, and you know, teammates, media members even, like, um, great guy to interact with. But um, still, you know, proved last year that he could be a productive, contributing pitcher for this team. So, um, you know, he does that and then – He's back, especially coming off the injury last year when he didn't have a normal spring and didn't have a normal offseason. To have him just here in camp doing things the regular way is obviously going to be good for him. Um, But, yeah, no, it's it's always good to see Kyle Hendricks at Cubs spring training for sure. Uh, So we're going to hear a soundbite from him. Right now the studio is buzzing after this meeting. Mm-hmm. It sounds like we're at uh, Joe's on Weed Street. It does sound That's like, what like. It's Right now, it's just people shouting all over the place, cheering, high-fiving, yelling, yeah. cursing. Got a lot of cursing today. Bar- cursing. Barb thinks I got in a fight. It, uh, that's not what happened. But, yeah, it's just because we had a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a meeting. That's all. Uh, so can you set up what Kyle is talking about in this in this clip, Ryan? Can you tell us? kind of what the gist of what he had to say was yeah it's it's, you know just him talking about you know being excited to be back being excited to you know still be with the cubs and and being excited to uh attack the season which is you know you you ask you ask kyle hendricks so like i posted that video and someone's like no way that's kyle it's an imposter he doesn't smile um but you know he he is he's happy to be here he's happy to be you know, in Mesa with the Cubs, and, and yeah, he's ready to attack the season. That's, that's the gist of what he said. All right, uh, Sarah's running the ones and twos. Sarah, can we hear that? Because Barb has to get her turkey meatballs ready, too. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. You know, there's no other place I want to be. Uh, best organization in the whole league, best fans in the whole league by far, and just all these guys. You know, it's family. I've been around these guys for so long, the staff and everything, just so comfortable here. So, uh, just again, yeah, so grateful and so thankful to be back for another year, get to go into Wrigley Field again and soak in all those memories and moments. Yeah, I can't ask for anything more. 12 months ago, we were standing here talking to you at this locker and you're coming off of the injury. Definitely questions, mm-hmm. right? What, what do you think you showed yourself, the organization last year, coming back from the injury and, and, and finding your groove? Yeah, I just wanted to be that guy again, taking the ball every fifth day and being a consistent force for my teammates and giving us a chance to win. You know, it was so disappointing just not being able to play and doing what I love for that long. So, yeah, standing here now this time, being fully healthy, ready to go, have a normal spring ahead of me, it's way better being in this position. So I'm just so excited to be out there for opening day again with my guys, you know, doing the field, national anthem, that whole feel. It's so special. So not sitting here and watching it on TV. It's going to be a lot nicer being there, being at Wrigley, being in person. But, no, again, uh, so thankful for just how everything's worked out, how the offseason's gone, and just excited to attack this season. I think we're, we're so excited where we're at right now and uh, the promise of this year for us and what it could mean in October. Hey, Zeus, in the live YouTube chat, which is the best way to enjoy the CHO experience, is sign up for the CHO Sports YouTube page. Says, uh, Hendricks won't truly be appreciated till he's gone. What a workhorse. I don't know if that's true. I, I think he's appreciated by Cubs fans. I know. I don't, I don't agree. I, I, I think he's greatly appreciated. I would say this. I'll be real disappointed when it's all said and done and Kyle Hendricks has retired as a player if the Cubs don't find a way to convince him to be a long-term partner in the organization. 
whether whether that's something as simple as you know an ambassador where he goes around like Rhino and Hawk and Fergie, or if it's in a if it's in a bigger role if he wants to in player development as well, where he's. I just think he's such a smart guy, and he can connect with so many people on on such a different level and so many different levels that I think he'd be a great guy to have in an organization, whether it's even involved in uh, negotiations where where current players are trying to renegotiate contracts. I, I think he can see both sides of a lot of things, so I'd love to see when he's done playing him continue to have a great impact on this team. Do you think that's something he'd be into, Ryan? Yeah, I, I don't see why not, right? I don't, I don't know if he's someone that's like going to go right into coaching or anything like that after after a long career. But I, I could definitely see him being some sort of ambassador for the Cubs. I mean, he, he, even if he were not to end his career with the Cubs, he, you know, it's a, this is like you said, going on season eleven. He's um, talks about how much he loves the Cubs, the organization, the fans, Wrigley Field, all that stuff. So um, I totally think when his career is all said and done, he would come back in, in some sort of role again i i don't know if it's as a coach or something but i'm um, definitely as someone to to help represent the cubs out there being ambassador like you said i i could i could see that happening yeah i mean i agree with with the whole ambassador stuff but i i, I really do disagree that a lot of fans do not appreciate him to at this point i think a lot of fans feel like he's been um uh, not necessarily washed, but just like they don't We've appreciate seen that in the chat. We yeah. have seen that in the chat last We've year. We've seen that a lot in the chat. A lot of people. I mean, even I had given up on him a little bit last year. I think I was I was hopeful. I wanted to see him come back last year and be productive and like, you know, continue to embark his legacy on this organization. Right. But I didn't have a lot of confidence and I don't think anyone had, really had any expectations. So, of course, um, you know, he goes out there and does what he did. And, you know, he was a big reason why they won 83 games. Uh, you know, they, they definitely don't win 83 games without him. He isn't the reason that the collapse in September happened, in my opinion. Um, but to bring it around, you know, I, I, I really don't think a lot of fans appreciate what, he, what he's done throughout the course of his time with the organization. I think a lot of fans look at him as like, oh, he had that great year in 2016 – and then they yeah. they've completely forgot about everything else, and uh, I think that's a lot of recency bias because of the injury in 2021. Um, so you know it is what it is. I, I'm not trying to speak for every single fan. Obviously, I'm speaking I, I'm speaking based off what I read on social media. I'm speaking off you know just even conversations with people uh, you know at the ballpark or you know even my own friends. Uh, so like I root for Kyle Hendricks even more because of that because I appreciate him I haven't taken him for granted like he is he's what uh Jesus said in the chat like he's been a workhorse for most of his career he's been consistent been able to go out there give you 30 starts every year he keeps you in games and it's in a style of pitching that honestly doesn't it doesn't have a lot of success in this era because he barely throws 90 miles per hour (laughs) and he's all about location location and and this and that and the fact that he's been able to be a productive pitcher uh during this time period um to me speaks volumes and so 
Um, you know, we all like to compare him to like Greg Maddox. I mean, he, he's no Greg Maddox, but he is like, you know, yeah, but Greg his Maddox son is or one of the like greatest that. pitchers of all time. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Right? Like, he's like, not Greg Maddox, but he has been as you know the the another version of him as you could call. I don't want to say like the Walmart or Target version because I feel like that's like putting him down. But like he is kind of like a poor man's Greg Maddox, which is still really good because Greg Maddox is a Hall of Famer, man. Like. It's uh, he's someone that I, I I really I really hope that by the time he does retire, whether it's with the Cubs or not, that fans really do appreciate. Because I just I, I I don't see enough of the people appreciating. Every time he has one random bad start, people say he's washed. People say he's done. It's just like just look at the numbers throughout the course of his career, man. I'm not even trying to do a list in my head, but. If you had to do, I'm just guessing that if you did the top 10 pitchers in Cubs history, wouldn't Kyle Hendricks probably make that list? Top 10 in history? Like, like for an extended period of time? I'm not saying like, you know, obviously Rick Sutcliffe wins a Cy Young, right? And Arietta, some other guys Cy win. Young. Right. But if you're Lester. talking about durability and length of time and the, the time that he impacted the franchise. Sure. I would think he'd be in the list. It might be a fun podcast someday. Pick the top ten pitchers in Cubs history. Um, I'd be surprised if Kyle Hendricks didn't make that list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you I talk, so. like you said, like durability, consistency, yeah, everything. He's right? there. Um, so. Okay, Ryan. So Hector Neris also talked today, right? I still say he's the most proven addition to the Cubs this offseason. What What did you? Uh, What'd you take from hearing from him the first time? Um, yeah, just, um, you know, he's a guy, obviously a veteran. Like you said, proven, probably the most proven addition they have. Um, he's a veteran guy, has pitched, like, I forgot exactly what it was, like, the last six of the last seven seasons or something like that. It's like, over 60 appearances. Like, he's a guy that's been durable, a guy that's been um, able to go out there and pitch not only just throughout a season, but then a postseason as well. Um yeah, he's, he's done that his whole career now. So, um, yeah, learning from him, just, just talking about, um, and it's something that he'll obviously talk about. We have a clip we could show, but, um, you know, learning from the veterans when he was coming up and, and understanding how to, you know, the, how to get through the grind of, of a 162-game season and then, um, you know, passing that kind of stuff on and, and giving advice to the younger guys. Like that's, you know, you, you listen to a lot of just veterans in general that, that – We'll say the same thing, but that's just kind of how this is the, ev- the evolution of, of baseball, right? The evolution of the players in the game. Um, and so he's, yeah, talked talk a lot about that and how he kind of, you know, learned how to, you know, one pitch at this level, but then how to keep his body healthy throughout a season and, and do all that. So it's, you know, he's an interesting guy. You know, we talk about his uh, personality is going to be pretty big in the clubhouse. And, and we got some of that a little bit just to see a little bit. So um, I'm, I, I look at it as, not just a, a great addition to the bullpen from an on-field perspective, but definitely off the field and, and, you know, fitting in well with that group and also helping a lot of the young guys out. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you have such a young nucleus that may be count, you know, depending on what happens here, may be counted on for the success of this team this season. Mm-hmm. It's important to have the right veterans there for them to, you know, obviously a manager too, but it's the, you got to have the right guys there. We know Hendricks is one of those. Mm-hmm. So maybe Hector Neris is another one. Uh, Sarah, do we have the uh, clip for it? All right, here, here comes Hector Neris. No, depending on like, where anybody in need, like what I can like, help 
support with any any guys here individual you know I'm, I'm not the master I just try to help like about my experience about what I think about what I see and, and they they supposed to be open and they they, they need that my help or, or can help is that something you're looking forward to kind of being able to help mold some less experienced players um, yeah, sometime because uh, and before early in my career, I have a, a lot of guys that helped me and did, did what I love to do. And and this guy I saw like last year the talent they have, and I can't feel can't hold this talent and and the bullpen and the game and and the team. This is I'll be about. I mean, I think he's a big addition to the bullpen. I don't know how it'll end up playing out, but. Um we knew they had to have dependable arms added to the bullpen. That was a huge flaw in the team last year. It didn't work out the way they expected it to. Doesn't mean he's a guarantee. Yeah. But if you had to point to something that they've done in the bullpen, yeah, you hope guys develop. He's he's the one proven guy that you can say. If I had to count on somebody that's new, that, that obviously he's the guy. Yeah, I mean, the way I kind of look at Nearest and, like, his role, what it will be with the Cubs is very sim similar to Michael Fulmer. But it, hopefully, hopefully, let me finish, Luke, before you give me that grin and uh, call no, me an idiot. And no, that's not what I'm going to do. But what the way I see it is that he will be that veteran guy in the in the pen that will be, you know, six somewhere between that sixth and eighth inning. And uh, that's basically what Michael Fulmer was once they – Decide, once they figured out, like, he can't be the closer, right? Well, that's, that's where I was going. That, yeah. that, Ryan, did anybody fire that question at Hector Neris while you were there? Hey, do you want to be the closer? Was, was that, that would have been Gordon Wittenmeyer's question, I think. Yeah, right. Um, not, like, specifically in that way, but it, talking about, um, you know, having the defined roles, talking about, like, the importance of that. And, and he kind of said himself, it was just like, everyone back there is important. Like, we're going to need everyone throughout the season type stuff. Um, again, not – not uh, he's not advocating for himself to be the closer. I think, obviously, he'd accept it if, if that's what the job was given to him. But, um, no, I, he, he talked a lot more about just the importance of everyone in the back end of that bullpen. Uh, and you see some people talking in the live chat, by the way, Ryan, that uh, Rob Manfred is now giving yeah. his date for the end of uh, his time as commissioner. Yeah, 2029? Jeff, Jeff Passan just tweeted, uh, Manfred said his tenure as Major League Baseball commissioner will end in early 2029. Start the countdown. Don't let the door hit you. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> also, Heyman continues to link the Cubs with Matt Chapman based off this thing on my Twitter timeline right now. Right. Oh, that was an hour ago, though. So, All right. Anyway. Uh, and now, Ryan, you know, we, we're talking about dependable pieces that are back. Three of them really talk, right? We're talking about Neris is a new addition that's been added to the team. Hendricks is back. And then, of course, we hope that Justin Steele is able to replicate what he did last year, maybe even put on a few more innings or – or cut it back and be just that successful. If he just repeated what he did last year, the Cubs would be to the moon about that. Uh, you had a chance to have some comments from Craig Council on that? Yeah, Craig Council talked about it. And, you know, obviously as someone that over the last few years from the other side of the field was able to watch Justin. Um, and, yeah, he talked about just um, how – I mean, he talked about like how Ju like Justin's own improvements, but just kind of how – um, you know, went really in depth about how young players kind of have to take control of that stuff and, and, you know, 
learn the game as they go and and when you get when you get punched in the mouth you don't get knocked out you just flinch kind of you know, stuff like that like councilisms but um no he, yeah he talked about justin and, and just the improvements that that steel has made and obviously like i said watching it from from another dugout from the other side of the field and, and you can see um that when you know he you'll again you'll hear it in the clip but he talked about like how they thought that they had his number and then all of a sudden he changed things up and and was able to get out of things so um, a little bit of insight from craig council on what on his perspective from from steel from last year well i do you think he can recreate that do it again replicate it I mean, there's a high ceiling. It's not like yeah. this guy's in his 30s. He's in his 20s still. Um, you know, he, we've we've seen Justin Steele grow. I think one of the coolest things about CHGO Cubs and what we've seen as far as growth over the course of our existence has been Justin Steele. I mean, this guy in year one, we were like, we were debating if this guy's going to be in the rotation. And then he had that second half of 2022. And then, you know, he pitched well enough in that that – allowed him to be in the rotation going to last year and he took it and ran with it been great like i think there's more in there i mean there's no question we're, mm-hmm. we're about to be two years old as a network coming up in march that for sure what you're saying justin Steele is the player that has grown the most i think you'd say in chicago in chicago baseball for sure chicago baseball I mean, most progress for a player in a two-year period Luis Roberts up there, but yeah. Luis Roberts up there, but Justin Mm -hmm. Steele went, like you said, from a guy who we weren't sure what his role was to people talking about this guy might win the Cy Young last year. And you could probably say Luis Robert, his ceiling is a lot, you know, as a position player, he had a lot higher expectations than Justin Steele. Justin Steele certainly has probably been one of the more, one of the bigger surprises in some aspects. Because again, this guy was a 2014 draft pick, spent a lot of years in the minors and went through Tommy John and just like his his path to get to the majors to not only get the chance but then to you know really kind of take the opportunity and run with it to this point be an all-star last year I mean I don't think I I would have guessed this happening uh going into last year so yeah as far as him being better in 2024 um yeah I, I think the ceiling's higher uh you know sure like I do think and this is not to put anything down on him but the Cubs having that elite up the middle defense that they have with Nico and Dansby um you know Cody Bellinger hopefully being out there in center on opening day certainly helps uh helps him Chapman um, at third and uh, sure you know <laughs> uh so I I you know again I think you know he deserves a lot of credit but certainly the Cubs defense has helped helped him be even better as well so I think I think there's one thing for certain going into 2024 is that Justin Steele is your number one guy and that he is the guy that you're going to rely on a lot. And whether you think he's a ace or not, um, I think once Cade Horton is on this roster in the middle of the season, uh, having him and Justin Steele at the top of your rotation, one, two, is something to get really excited about for the rest of the year and then beyond. Sarah, do you have the uh, Craig Council clip? All right, this uh, Ryan got us uh, Craig Council talking about uh, his ace, Justin Steele. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think Justin had a ton of success last year. Um, definitely a, a season that he should be very, very proud of. And so it, it's really the same thing. It's 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 a conversation about what do you take from a season like that. 
Um, and then, yeah, I mean, frankly, my job is to kind of layer that on my experiences with, with guys that have kind of gone on the same path or gone on similar paths. Um, so you know, those are good conversations. And, um, you know, he, he's got, you know, Justin to me, like, like a, a real confidence in, in what he's doing right now. And, and as for that's a great lesson for all of us and for as young players kind of like take the next step in the game is like that just level of confidence and um, you know you get you know you, it's, you get punched so to speak in this game as a young player right and, and getting back up and, and making that adjustment so that um, uh, you know you, you beat you win that matchup the next time or you win that you know moment really winning that moment the next time is kind of what being a major league baseball player is about and I thought you know that's what Justin did last year you, you have moments where you feel like you're going to get you had you feel like you're going to get Justin and then he shuts it down and because it's it's that whatever that negative thing or that bad thing that happened you, re, you recover from it really quickly uh, so instead of getting knocked down you just flinch you know what I mean and um, I thought that was one thing that that uh, you know growth you saw in Justin last year to me all right, so uh, we heard uh, from Craig Council. We heard the airplanes that bother Ryan on a daily basis in Arizona. Can we get a retractable roof out at Sloan Park just for the interview session? That would be nice. Andy Martinez definitely looked like <laughs> he was just like dying from the sun. Uh, so Ryan, right in his face. Ryan's been waiting to do this show, so let's let's get him out of here real quickly. But any other uh, nuggets you got for us? Anything else or that we should know about yeah, that's coming I, up? I watched BP. Um, Michael Bush actually was taking BP today. Oh, Looked oh. fine, uh, but I know Cody wanted me to put out some Michael Bush content, and I forgot to record it. So I will. Oh. I'll take. I'll take the blame for that one. Right uh, but the next, the next time Michael Bush is out there taking BP or you know taking infield or anything, I'll make sure I'll do what I did with Brendan and I'll, I'll put it out there and I'll CC you on there. So thank you. So I mean. We need to get it, put it on the show, and force Barb to watch it. Because, again, I'm determined to make her a Michael Bush fan. Rave review. He looked fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not reading too much into it, but he looked fine, is, quote, Ryan Herrera. It's BP. I'm going to say he was was hitting line drives to the gas because he was. He was Uh, ripping. He was ripping. Now, Um, I'll say Patrick Patrick Wisdom was – hitting him deep over left field wall so that was oh. that was pretty impressive to see but you know we it's patrick wisdom right like we know he's got that kind of power yeah. in him so water is wet mr a- they call him mr <laughs> april by the way 72 degrees right now and partly cloudy in mesa ryan's wearing the hoodie uh, see i i saw i us. saw it's insulting Rich. It's company. It's company issued, so I appreciate that. Yeah, I do appreciate that. Yeah, By the way, you get, you get CHGO merch on us uh, on Stucky's body. No, there, so. no, no. It was, it was just uh, you and Cody today. But I do encourage everyone to go to allchgo.com and check out our dope merch and sick drip. Yeah. And if you become a diehard, you get a free shirt. Yeah. Uh, we got to mm-hmm. give credit to Rich, though. He did confirm that yes. Ryan. Did not wear a hoodie at all yesterday in that beautiful weather. Oh, I'd hope not. At that point, it was like yeah. 75 degrees. Right. But he the, is now wearing the, a hoodie today, so. I had the CHGO pins and aces uh, thing on last yeah, year. Uh, polo on yesterday, so I, had to, I, I couldn't wear the hoodie over it. That's fair. I, I uh, don't have gear on today from CHGO, but I did wear a lot of black because I was I had a couple do-right donuts. Uh, yeah. Slimming. 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 You know, slims Understandable. down. Cody, by the way, down like, as as pointed out in the chat, was it 19 pounds? Is that right now? 19 pounds. Stepped on the scale today. 
Credit to you. But I you did have a donut. Half a donut, all right? Big of me, because it's really you. hard to not. <laughs> it was. It was. All right, Ryan, thanks, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you guys. There he goes. Hey, brother. Ryan Herrera, you can uh, read all his work at allchgo.com. And again, if you're a diehard, you won't miss any of that. Every once in a while, some of it's behind the old paywall. Yeah. But if you want to read all of it, and he's in the Discord a lot, chatting it up with uh, Gary and everybody. I was uh, in the Discord last night, too, for a little bit. Just uh, not even like doing the voice chats, but just uh, chopping it up, chopping a bit. it up, yep. you know, credit to you. We were taught we were we, yeah. were, we were chopping it up about uh, the YouTube chat. Actually, it was quite funny. <laughs> 72, anyway. 72 degrees. Uh, CD one price cleaners. Hey, there's a lot of cleaners you can go out to. I happen to have a CD one price cleaners right by my house, which makes them convenient. That's number one. But they've got everything for you. Low prices is the number one thing. Customers save over 30% on their dry cleaning bill by switching to CD1 price cleaners. Simple, transparent service. The best part is how fast they turn your stuff around. You drop something off at CD1 price cleaners, your order is ready the same day or the next day at the very latest. Other cleaners take two to four days to have your garments clean and ready. And then when it's ready, they hook you up with a tax alert. It sounds like a simple thing, but more companies need to start doing it, right? CD1 Cleaners gets it. I, want, I don't want to waste my time, my precious time, driving over somewhere and finding out, oh, my laundry's not ready. Not only do they crank it out same day, next day, they send you a text immediately when it's done so you can pick it up as fast as you can and you don't waste any time going there if it's not. It's also better than getting an email because sometimes you yes. don't check your email. It gets lost in a clutter of yeah. junk mail. It might go to your spam. That's folder, right. You know, text, it's the best. And not only do they do it, but they do it well and they do pretty much everything, basically everything dry cleaning, wash and fold laundry, blankets, comforters, tailoring, alterations, leather cleaning. Cody had his leather pants cleaned just last week. They look fantastic. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Area rug cleaning as well. Visit chgo.cd1, that's O-N-E, dot com. Link in the description here. Once you're there, you can pick from an in-store coupon or online pickup and delivery coupon options. So check all of that out. Uh, I can just tell you, like I said, it's convenient. They're super fast. They do a great job, and they let me know when it's done. That's all I ask for in my cleaners. They deliver on all of them. Yeah. I mean... Again, the text, the text thing is what makes me. Uh, it's, it seems simple. Them. It seems simple, but sometimes. Not everybody does it. Just hits different, all right? You know what else hits, hits different? When you win a bunch of money on prize picks, all right? Prize picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are, they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. You know, you know a lot of them, you have to go against your friends. This is just against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in, folks. All right. Uh, it's some of the most fun I've had winning money doing, uh, you know, three point player props. I was looking at prize picks tonight. They got the uh, Utah Jazz versus the Golden State Warriors. The Utah Jazz, one of the worst defensive teams against the three this year. And, uh, you know, Steph Curry is on the Golden State Warriors. Clay Thompson on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, former Illini legend Brandon Podsminski is a Golden State Warrior. They like, to, they like to jack up a lot of threes. Last time they played, 
against the Jazz earlier this week. They jacked up 44 three-pointers, made 20 of them, quite literally. Do a three-point different players on the Warriors tonight. They're chuckers. They're going to chuck those long balls up yep. in Utah tonight, all right? All I'm saying is it, it, I think it's a good a good uh, bet to place uh, or a good, you know, play to make uh, on prize picks tonight. Just oh, more than on er- almost every three-point prop for the Warriors tonight against the Utah Jazz, all right? Uh, so go to prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use code CHGO for the first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use code CHGO. Daily fantasy sports made easy. I do have to say one oh. thing. Ryan sent us a message uh-huh. and he just texted me saying he wants it to be mentioned that K-State basketball is taking the field. K-State basketball is taking the field? That's what he just said to mention. What? Like like Kansas He said State? K-State baseball. I'm sorry. Oh, K-State taking baseball. The field behind I just him? read that wrong. Baseball. Oh. So that's why he was like. Oh. Rushing to get out. There's Russian. people milling around oh, behind him. Okay. Yeah. Are they all there so to see George People were like, who's that person behind Ryan Herrera? Is that his personal assistant? Say, sorry, he texted me. He was like, they, didn't, they need to know. They need, and I was like, K-State baseball. They're all there to K-State see Jordan baseball. Wicks. Yeah. That's what I'm convinced, yes. They, they, the university may soon be called Wick State. People are saying. That's uh, can we give the shout-out to the guy reported. who said he's going to become a diehard? Clark, Clark baby. From, he says, I'm from Arkansas. been a Cubs fan since I was five. I plan on getting my CHGO diehard card whenever I get paid next Thursday. Clark, you'll have to Thank let you, us Clark. know. We'll make sure you sh- we shout you out whenever you become a diehard like we do at the beginning of every show. Curious what shirt Clark is going to... Uh, he's been a Cubs fan since he was five, so I assume maybe he's a big Sammy Sosa fan. Maybe it's, uh, hey, Chicago, what do you say? Maybe. That's a, that's that's still a popular our most, one. That's still our, mo- our, that's still our, our most popular that's one. That's our most popular shirt, yeah. Well, it's generic. It's generic. It plays every year. Yeah, right? it does play every year. But We're that, hoping the Belly Bomb shirts will yeah. be back this year. But the beautiful and historic beautiful still Beautiful and hits, historic is also, hits, yeah. You know? We have a lot of good Pulls merch on the heart and strings. more merch coming out later this year. Of I course, like the so. uh, I like the Ivy one where it just shows yeah. the 355 with the Ivy around it. It's nice, That's too. That's a nice one. Um, okay, so somebody in the chat earlier was asking about the Jeff Passan report from the other day that said uh, reliever Liam Hendricks uh, has multiple offers and that he had set a deadline for today, Thursday, for signing with a team, one of those multiple offers, or... He's just going to keep rehabbing from his Tommy John surgery on his own, and then he would throw for teams again coming up in July and sign with a team for the... I have not seen that he has signed anywhere. I have not seen necessarily the Cubs super connected to him, but it would be a very be a very Cubs move. and It wouldn't be a horrible move. In my, I, I love the guy. Yeah. I mean, think of what he's battled back. I have no doubt that he's coming back from Tommy John. He has a history. He's a great pitcher. Mm-hmm. Now, the question for me is, let's say this goes by now. Would you rather – obviously, I think you'd rather sign him because you're going to know more in July. But if you want to get the jump on that well, – Isn't the rumor that he wants to stay in Chicago? Well, I'm sure he doesn't want to move his stuff. Right. So, I mean – I don't know if the that's Sox worth, aren't you know, do it worth $2 million to move somewhere. I'm sure he would. Right. Well, again, probably the Sox aren't going to re-sign him. No. Considering this, the, the area of their, where their team is at right now, it looks like they're going young or trying to rebuild the ship back up. 
Um, the Cubs, it makes a lot of sense. They could use his arm. He's has multiple years proven to be one of the elite closers in the game. Um, it'd probably make Godfather happier. Um, yeah, I'd like I mean, it. Put I, him on I, the 60 I would day, love let the him come idea. back when it's time. Yeah, I mean, it could maybe it would be just like Cody Hoyer last year, except it works out, you know? Well, he's way more proven, too, right? right like too. He's, right. he's an accomplished closer. You add him to the bullpen, and he comes back think, at 95% or 90%. You've got yourselves. I think the same thing about Brandon Woodruff, too. Well, yeah, I, I mean, on both those deals. Yeah. Because what are you not? risking? So what? It doesn't happen. That's just yeah. money. I'm actually surprised that Brian Woodruff hasn't been picked up by anyone. To uh, do, like yeah, the Cubs I, did it with Drew Smiley in 2019. You know? Yeah. I uh, mean, I, I I'd be okay with either one of those additions. Yeah. And I don't think they'd get like huge fanfare, but I think no. they'd be smart moves. Or it would one just, would be a smart move. It would happen, and people would complain some more about spending and all this shit. But I mean, and I I, I would be on board for both of them. Okay, for the question that I uh, mentioned at near the top of the podcast, Rogue Wave Creative asked us on Twitter and was saying, hey, great show today. Thankful for him saying nice things about us. Do you think the Cubs would spend different if they were not in the NL Central? Uh, yada, yada, they've been outspent by everybody in the division. Uh, and then he also liked you on uh, the San Ranto show. Yeah, I was, Ranto, on, I was on. Danny yeah, wants yeah. to say it. Yeah, I was on uh, the San Rano podcast last week doing what he calls the bitch clock. It was awesome. <laughs> so what do you what do you think about that? I, what do I think about that? Yeah, what um, do you think about the idea? Do you think the Cubs would be spending differently if they were in a different division? For instance, if they were in the West or the you know, yeah, in with the with the Braves and the Mets. Yeah, I mean. I think, they'd have, I think they'd have to. I, I mean, yeah, I think they would have to spend differently if they were, uh, if they were, you know, in the NL West or the NL East. Hell, you can even say if they're an American League team in, in literally any division in the American mm-hmm. League. Maybe not the AL Central. The AL Central is still the worst division in in all of baseball for sure. Um, they pro- the Cubs probably would be favorites honestly to win that division I mean, maybe the twins are better than them i don't know, I don't know. But they're not favored to win their own division i know i know people picking the cardinals but that's because that's because this division is a little bit more competitive because no team wants to put themselves ahead of anyone else because no team in this division wants to spend go go the extra mile just to, to make the team better that's why i don't get it so like i get is, it if it's is, slow and they're going to add the money but if they end up not spending any more big money mm-hmm. That's why I don't get it. Yeah. Because eventually you have to compete with those other teams anyways. We're not, nobody's in it to be – no Cubs fans are in this thing thinking, man, I hope we're a good team in the division this year. No, you gave us 2015, 16, and 17. We're in it to be in the, in the pennant race. We're in it to be in World Series. Yeah. Eventually you've got to compete with those teams, and the Diamondbacks did it last year. Yeah. So you weren't you aren't that far away. Why not guarantee that you're? Why don't you give yourself like a, a another ten percent chance of winning the division by spending a little extra cash? Yeah, I listen. Like I'm still holding out the hope or whatever that what we think needs to happen happens. What we got about a little over forty days until opening day. Got all the whole rest. Got the Is whole month long? of March. Forty days still. Something like that. We're almost at the end of February, and you know here we are. That's but a lot of donuts. Um. <laughs> like 
Yeah, if we go to opening day and like they, they don't add Bellinger or Montgomery at the, you know, maybe like, you know, I know Chip, Matt Chapman is such a, the discourse around him is actually very funny to listen and, and read from people uh, on their takes on him. But, you know, if, if Bellinger or, Mon- or Montgomery aren't on the Chicago Cubs come opening day, um, we're, we all have the right to sit here and, and question what the hell are we doing, right? And so um, I'm holding back because I, I right now just because those guys are still available, but if they do end up signing and they aren't – and none of them – of those three at least, I, I, I know they're not going to sign Blake Snell, but if, if one of those three aren't Chicago Cubs, it's like what are, what are we doing? And also, like, I, I agree with most people who think that even if they were to sign Bellinger, they're still not – you know, better than last year. I, in some aspects, you can argue maybe they will be just because there is more talent on this team compared to beginning of last year. But you, you, are, you are going into 2024 no matter what with the idea of going quote-unquote young and trying to uh, see what you got out of some of these young prospects and stuff. But if they were an AL East team or a, you know, NL NL East, NL West team, then yeah, I mean, I think they, I, I would hope that they would, they would do that. I, obviously, we're just sitting here with a scenario. I will say at the same time, though, like the Orioles didn't really spend anything last year, and they ended up winning that division. You know what I mean? But yeah. They also had higher touted prospects. I mean, they Adley Rushman, former number one overall pick, best prospect in baseball. You know, they they have plenty. They have they have the best pro, uh, best oh, yeah. farm system in baseball, and. You know, like their fan base and people, even people in the national media, definitely criticized at the beginning of last year of like, why didn't they spend any money? Then they went out and won the division. Do they maybe win more in the playoffs if they had spent some money? Perhaps, perhaps. Right, this off season they traded for Corbin Burns. Right, that's probably their big their big move of this off season. Right, so, um, you know, I, again, it, to me, at the same, even though I would love the Cubs to spend a lot of money. I do think that developing young players is it does matter too. That's why for me it's always like give and take both sides. But again, we're we're still waiting at this point, and it sucks. And I'm very impatient about it at this point. But um, that's you know in this given scenario that we're in, that's it's where we're at. But I I don't who knows who knows man. I I think that I think that if Tom really wanted to win and they were in a division that you know, had the Dodgers in it who were winning the division every year. I do think that maybe he would invest in the team a little bit more or, or, or you know, have someone uh, invest in the team a little bit more. I personally think of the lack of spending is on Jed this offseason more than Tom. So I, far. And again, I, that's what I, I to everybody in the chat, we're here openly saying we know they could still spend because players are still there and a lot of guys haven't signed and a lot of teams haven't signed them. So yeah. there's still an opportunity to do it. We're just saying, man, it's, it's, taken a, it's taken a long time. And the longer it takes, the more it feels in our hearts like, man, this might not happen. And if it doesn't, it would be disappointing if they're doing it just to play to the level of their sure. division. Yeah. Because they can get away with it in their division. Yeah. Because that's not, to me, that's not the goal anyways. Yeah. Shouldn't be. It shouldn't be for an organization like the Chicago Cubs. You're a, you're a powerhouse. Well, you know, I love to say, what about the city of broad shoulders? Yeah. Where, where are we here, man? Yeah. Like, 
I see some people in the chat like bickering back and forth with each other because you know they think differently and like I don't blame the people who are very pessimistic right now. As much as I'm a very optimistic fan, obviously, but I don't. I don't blame people who are who are annoyed and pissed off right now. Though, like, if if the Cubs do not fix this roster before opening day, I'm gonna be right there with you, Godfather. I'll be on this show and I'll start screaming too. Because to me, at that point, it will be. You guys better prove that this is right. And to me, like, this was an offseason to at least make the team better than last year. And on paper right now, this team just isn't. It just isn't on paper. Not they yet. Have to legitimately, yep. They have to legitimately prove on the field that they will be better than last year with a bunch of guys who haven't proved anything, man. And if they do, I'll give Jed all the credit in the world. But... You can't tell me that it's not frustrating. This offseason hasn't been frustrating, man. You can't. You simply can't tell me that it hasn't. So I, I, I don't blame fans who are in our YouTube chat, you know, very pessimistic right now. I really don't. I just, I'm not going to tell you all how to fan. And, I, and I'm choosing myself as a fan to wait it out. That's big of you. I, I, it is big of me. It really is. Because when I'm at home, I'm freaking talking to myself. It's kind of weird, actually. I'm talking to myself, and I'm you know, thinking of all these damn scenarios, and I'm asking myself, like, am I, am I digging a hole for myself and my fandom and you know, looking like an idiot again? Like, it, I'm just, to be blunt, man, like, they, better, they better make the addition that they need to make, and that addition is Cody Bellinger. It, it, he needs to be a Chicago Cub. I'm not moving off the train. And anyone who has, you are just sick and tired of waiting. He makes the team better. We can all sit here and agree with that, man. Uh, Barb, who's leaving because her meatballs are done. Uh, <laughs> turkey, yeah, meatballs. turkey meatballs. Turkey meatballs. 3.30 uh, next week ex- with maybe the exception of Friday because that's the first spring training game. Yes. Right? Yes. So the plan is 3.30. Again, we had a meeting Friday, before we're the sure. show today, so we it won't we it won't be it, it's not going to be a four o'clock show. No, it won't be a four o'clock show. Uh, Cody, tell us about game time. Well, game time. I mean, listen, with game time, you guys can get cheaper tickets to Cubs games if they do, in fact, piss you off and they don't do anything. And if you still want to go to Wrigley Field because it's Wrigley Field, you can go to game time and get tickets cheaper because I know, based off my own experience, when the Cubs don't put a good product out there, the tickets get really cheap because no one wants to go. You can go on game time and get tickets cheaper than if you were to go to, you know, ML, like the, the MLB website or anywhere else. So, you know, that's just, it's just one of the many perks of, of game time, in my opinion. So you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Um, got tickets recently. Yeah, for what? Uh, well, I was kind of—I told you about the tickets to Def Leppard and oh, and Justin Journey, Timberlake too, right? Uh, at Wrigley, and then Justin Timberlake mm. in June. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. All on game time, and even and I got the Justin Timberlake tickets now because I just knew they're going to sell out because he is who he is. But again, they were cheaper than on any other website out there. Thanks to game time, so I appreciate game time for that. Getting tickets to concerts I want to go to. Me and you, maybe we're going to go to John Mellencamp. It's still up in the air. I'm 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 totally down. By the way, what's the date again? It's like end of March. 
Knowledge <laughs> camp. Yeah. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace with your a complete peace of mind with your purchase. You see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. A lot of those other websites they use like the bait and switch or whatever, uh, that that model, and then you just you get pissed off because it's like, oh, it's thirty dollars more. Not with Game Time, man. They will give you the price straight up. All right, um, fine flash deals. And sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings, guys. And the Game Time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guarantee. Very nicely done. Uh, I got to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors here, and he will be making an appearance in the building next week. You're not going to be here that day, but I will be, and I'll be here to collect. Charlie the Bacon Guy is coming in person. Charlie the Bacon Guy, based out of Woodridge, Illinois, makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 35 different delicious flavors. Bacon and bacon jams, naturally cured, preservative-free products, no ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself involved in the process, unlike most store-bought bacon what is earthobate and what is sodium ascorbate for? I don't know, <laughs> but it's not in his bacon. I'll tell you that much. Vacuum sealed, freezes perfectly. It lasts in the package about 60 days in the fridge. One week after that seal is broken, nine months in the freezer. Bacon jam lasts about 90 days in the fridge, up to a year in the freezer. But if you're keeping that bacon in the freezer that long, you're doing it wrong, baby. Check out the awesome merch, too. He has beanies, hats, T-shirts, stickers, and coffee mugs. Listen to these flavors. These, you know, like I said, 35 flavors. None of this uh, 31 flavors. 35 flavors. Chorizo, French toast, Jardinera, raspberry chipotle, Maui Wowie, bacon jam flavors. The original is spectacular. The bourbon spectacular. Cherry jalapeno. Bacon jam goes perfectly on anything. Scrambled eggs, toast, with or without jelly, crackers, burgers, grilled cheese, charcuterie boards, cinnamon rolls, pizza. You heard me. Pizza, you heard me, cinnamon rolls. Charlie's favorite, straight from the spoon. Big, big spoons. The bacon jam is spectacular. In the bacon vault, it's got all the flavors he's made in the past. It's not, if it's not currently available, check this out. Charlie says, hey, man, give me two weeks. I'll make it for you. Whichever one you want if it's not in the vault right now. And starting now, you can save 10% on your order at charliethebaconguy.com. When you use the code, please use the code C-H-G-O. Four most important letters in your life and in the alphabet. C-H-G-O. That's the code. It gets you 10% off. You can pick it up, which is the most efficient way for you, or he'll deliver it to you, meet you halfway, or even ship it. He makes the bacon so you can bring it home. He is Charlie the Bacon Guy on Instagram or on Twitter. C-Z the Bacon Guy. You can email him at charliethebaconguy at gmail. Dot com is website charliethebaconguy.com. Um, uh, what do we got going in the chat? 
Bacon is? Jam of Bacon the jam. Month Club, the yeah. gift that keeps on giving. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Okay, we only got like uh, two minutes left here. We got to get off because there's another podcast coming. Uh, did you see that Dansby's Swanson is on board with, I don't like these jerseys too much. He's a Nike guy with a Nike contract. And so he's called Nike and said, listen, Cubby Blue is its own shade of blue. This isn't even Cubby Blue. Can we get that right? It's there's something that makes it Cubby Blue. You got to get the color right. And everybody's complaining about the font size. It does, it does look like a knockoff jersey. It is. It, it sucks. I, I mean, you could go to the Cubs store right now, Luke, and they still have the old ones there, and you can compare them to the new ones, and it does look like a knockoff. Why wouldn't they run it by some <laughs> players beforehand? Like, before it even got to spring, before regular people saw it. It's a good it. question, man. It's a good question. Why I, wouldn't you go to some of your Nike people and be like, do you like this? Nike Give fanatics, us a 1 to 10 like, rating. Like, they just, they said here, and they, they had one job, man. It couldn't get it right. I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a disaster. Honestly, it's not good for the league. It's already bad enough. You suck at marketing the league, Rob, Rob Manfred. Now your jerseys suck. I right. Mean, why spend money on a bad jersey when you can go to the CHGO locker and get our dope merch for yeah. way less, and it's why quality get, stuff? Why go get a Morel jersey when you can just go get our Morel shirt? That's right. Why? Why? By the way, you know, we dropped the headline. Uh, do we have any minutes left? One minute left. Morel liked our uh, our he post did. yesterday. Oh my god, our Valentine's Day post he liked, gave hearts to our Valentine hearts. He did. Everyone, go check it out on Instagram at us. Uh, what is it? Uh, What's our Instagram handle? Cho uh, underscore Cubs. Yeah, Cho yeah. underscore Cubs on Instagram. Also, just Cho Sports on for the entire oh, yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I couldn't love you any Morel, and he gave it like three hearts. He did. That's he did. something for us, right? That, that is something. Yeah. We're Credit famous. Yeah. That's big that's, time. That's yeah. big on Luke because he's the one that's who came better up with all than, stuff. That's better than falling <laughs> short of 100 thumbs up today, yeah. which we don't take like. Yeah, we like 100 and some people in the chat today, and only 66 well, we're, And we're likes. very late. We're very late. And we are late. We don't so want to make socks late. They're up next, right? They are. Yeah. All right. We'll get out of here. Uh, he's headed to Arizona at some point next week, Tuesday. I'll be. You'll no, be here Monday. Monday, I'll be here Monday. I, I, def, I'm leaving like the 22nd. Oh so. yeah, that's time. I'll be here for most of the week. My days are off. Okay. Yeah. Later in the week, you're going. Yeah. Thanks for checking out the CH, CHGO Cubs Corey podcast. Thanks tomorrow. to all the diehards. Make sure you sign up out there. Until the next time, which Corey. will be at 3:30, Barb. Corey and Brendan. Corey and Brendan tomorrow. Tomorrow yep. on Friday. Yeah. Until then, not live. Not live. Fly the W. Thank you.